Welcome back to Key Messianic Prophecies, a podcast brought to you by Telios, a private 501c3 nonprofit foundation dedicated to the research and accurate teaching of the Bible, founded by Bill and Jeanette Stewart. On this episode, we will continue our look at the book of Psalms with Psalm 16. Uh, and Psalm 16 is pretty interesting to look at uh, in terms of Messianic prophecy. Early Christians uh, like Peter and Paul really uh, gravitated toward the psalm as being uh, messianic. In Acts 2.31 and 13.36-37, the psalm is attributed to uh, David, who foresaw the resurrection of the Messiah. Now, uh, as we've gone through the psalms, I think we've begun to see and understand that there is an ever-widening divide uh, between viewing the psalms as messianic and viewing the Psalms as this sort of disjointed collection of of writings. Now, for our purposes in Messianic prophecy, in this podcast, we are arguing uh, for the Messianic interpretation uh, of the Psalms, in line with how the New Testament writers seem to view the book. Uh, So in order to do that, we need to go back and look at Psalm 16 and its literary context. Uh, Now, in previous episodes, we've explored how the Psalter as a whole has a very messianic flavor, so to speak. Uh, There is a kind of narrative trajectory throughout the book that develops this uh, theological idea of the Messiah. Uh, And Psalms 15 uh, through 24 are a pretty fascinating unit of Psalms within the the first book. Uh, And Psalm 15 describes this ideal version of Israel's king, this very devout and uh, virtuous individual uh, who is qualified to dwell in the mountain of the Lord. That psalm assures us that this king shall never be moved. Yet what Psalm 16 shows us uh, about this king is something very interesting and is no doubt why early teachers in the church ran to this psalm in light of what happened to Jesus. Psalm 16 shows us that in in order for this king who shall never be moved to ascend the mountain of the Lord, he must first descend into the grave and conquer death itself. And that's in uh, 16 verses 10 through 11. Uh, Now there is some scholarly debate regarding whether or not this king is actually meant to rise from the grave or if he is simply uh, meant to be spared from death. Uh, This debate hinges on the interpretation of the Hebrew word translated in verse 10 as decay. Uh, Some argue that this word is better translated as pit, as if to suggest that the Lord will keep this king from ever having to experience death. However, uh, contextually, there are some pretty significant indicators in the broader sections of Psalm 15-24 that suggest a literal death is in view here. Uh, Consider that Psalm 17 explicitly states that the king will be surrounded by his enemies, and Psalm 22.15 specifically states uh, that the king will be put into the dust of death. Uh, Psalm 17.15 also speaks of confidence in seeing the presence of God in spite of death. And all of this is merely contextual work uh, and has yet to touch on the grammar of the psalm. Scholar uh, Bruce Waltke has done a good amount of work demonstrating that the Hebrew word used in verse 10 is referring to a state of being, uh, decay, 
rather than uh, referring to a specific place, pit. Uh, Seth Postel's article on Psalm 16 in the Moody Handbook of Messianic Prophecy further explores the grammatical nuances through a discussion of poetic parallelism to suggest that decay is in view here in connection with the idea of flesh. Uh, so I know that this stuff can get pretty technical, uh, but the details do become significant when discussing Messianic prophecy, a, a sound hermeneutic and interpretive method of the Old Testament recognizes that the New Testament writers were not ripping the Old Testament verses out of context and twisting them to fit a new narrative. Rather, we see that the New Testament writers were utilizing these Old Testament passages in their Old Testament contexts to show that these verses were pointing toward the Jewish Messiah all along, who they argued uh, is Jesus. Uh, so that is a general overview of Psalm 16 and the uh, discussion surrounding uh, the messianic language of the psalm. Uh, if you would like to explore that further on your own, I would really encourage you to pick up Bruce Waltke's book, The Psalms as Christian Worship, A Historical Commentary, and also check out Seth D. Postel's article uh, on Psalm 16 in the Moody Handbook of Messianic Prophecy. Thank you for joining us uh, for this episode of Key Messianic Prophecies, and on the next episode, we will be taking a look at Psalm 22.